0: Welcome to something like that another day, another episode. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's right. I thought of starting off the show by thanking everybody who's uh, supported the show uh, recently, especially for our friends in Switzerland, India and a couple of other countries. Thank you so much uh, for taking our show to the next level, bringing into the air. uh, top 100 for the uh, Apple Podcast Charts uh, in Switzerland, India, Tunisia and a couple of the countries. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Hopefully you can make it to the top 5 or the uh, top 3 or at least in those countries but uh, then again, hey as long as I have you with us, doesn't matter wherever you are, uh, it's it's great man, it's awesome. And also I'd like to, uh, well a little disclaimer for today's show is that if I sound a little nasal and I cough between the show please do excuse me, I'm just recovering from that cough and cold thingy so if you hear the sounds, please, my apologies for that. But today, I must say, today I'm very, very excited for my guest, uh, who will be coming on board in a very short while. Um, dude, I have been a fan of his music and his stuff since the f- I first met him last year for another show. We were having the show, and um, he was performing, and uh, the moment he started singing, I froze. I literally froze. I just jammed. I couldn't move. I was just... Stunned and I was amazed by his his songs that he was belting out on that particular day, the style that he was doing it, his baritone voice, uh, he makes me sound like Mickey Mouse also. And he's awesome, man. He's freaking awesome. I've been a fan ever since, and uh, uh, since I first met him. man. his track is out with a brand new album. Uh, his second album, to be more precise, called Faceless Name. And it's an awesome, awesome album. you got to check it out. We're going to talk more about that. And uh, to add Cherry on the cake, uh, he's also a very good-looking guy. So you might find a big contrast on this visual for this particular podcast. One good-looking flow, one okay-looking flow. So <laughs> let's bring him in. Uh, Shahid, uh, better known as Sounds. Of kites, man. Hello, hello, hi Hey, now. Good to have, good to have you on board, man. Thank you so much hey, for likewise, making uh, time. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I said earlier. Now. Yes, it's a pleasure. I mean, like I said off air, I wanted to have you on board since the last we met, but I had to make sure everything was perfectly fine before I bring you on board, man. Because yeah. I know, like I said, I have become your fan, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm a fan of Malaysian music industry, a lot of indie mm. scene, and so on, and I like a lot of Malaysian music. But if I would have a chance of, like, say, the top 100 people that I'd like or artists that I like, you're definitely in the top 10, man. Or maybe oh, top man, 3. What uh, an, what an <laughs> I honor. Am, man. I'm amazed with their music because it's not your conventional sound. That's how I like to put it. It's like whenever you hear to an artist, especially if it's Malaysia down here, or maybe most parts of the world, you don't find your sound. It has that... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. How, how would you describe your music or rather your sound? Because it's not exactly an, an old style of genre. It is. It has that infused of a new tone a little bit in there. So how would you describe your music?
1: I've always had trouble uh, when someone asked me that question because <laughs> I would like to think of myself as a folk singer-songwriter, mainly because I play the guitar. Um, okay. But then again, like, can I really say it's folk not entirely because
0: it has um, the elements of it
1: it has elements of it but it doesn't really stay true to the roots of folk i would say um yeah i I guess over the years i've delved deeper into other genres and i've mixed and matched over there you know like how you have fusion asian food so yeah i'll call it fusion folk
0: i suppose yeah Maybe perhaps because the thing is like uh, when I when I first saw you during the AEW, AEW session last year, mm-hmm. uh, what caught my attention was I was watching this movie, The Warrior. I don't know whether you recall uh, that particular movie. It was something to do with MMA fighting and so on. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's one particular scene at the end where both brothers be in the ring fighting, and instead of having all those hard punchy kind of tracks, they played songs like has your genre in it. So it made the whole scene extra beautiful. And uh, ever since then, I've been checking out a lot of movies. They have this kind of theme songs being played in the background. Not theme songs, but the songs which was, of course, popular. So, And you came up with your music, your sound, which just, oh, I fell in love with the whole thing, man. It's brilliant, I could say. It's something um, get, that gets you emotionally connected. That's how I like to look at your music. Would you, would you agree with me on that side? uh
1: well when i make the songs i it they do come from a very personal space Mm -hmm. um in a sense that when i try to deliver a certain parts of the lyric i would make sure that it i mean it fulfills what i want to say and what i'm trying to convey yeah so i guess from that angle it is a bit emotional Uh, i would like to think that both my albums the first and the second one uh like a personal venture for me so,
0: okay. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I mean,
1: the, talking about movies. Yeah, I mean, like, I've always want, I've always dreamed about
0: having one of my songs in the movie. If oh, possible. I, it's just yeah. a matter <laughs> of time, man. It's just a matter of time. I it mean, is because I was well, when you listen to the track. I mean, for the, those listening to this podcast, if you pay close attention to each and every track uh, from Sounds of Kites, uh, you could re, you realize that it's more like a storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to the songs, like there's there's a story in it, there's everything, it's like, uh, uh, lyrically liter- it's well written, man. I just love the whole mm-hmm. idea of what, how you put your songs. I can see there's a lot of, like what you mentioned earlier, a lot of emotions uh, put into the song when you wrote it, and the style of singing, the music was going on, and pretty much it's just more of a guitar all the way, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all guitars all the way. Yeah, so it, it is kind of nice. You listen to it one after another. And uh, I I kind of say, if, if I would like to choose a couple of tracks uh, from that album, I would like uh, say choose one, uh, which was The Foot Inside uh, the Light. And then there's the, the other the one fool called. Of it. Yeah. That, sorry, The Fool. Uh, sorry, The Foot Inside the <laughs> The Kamikaze Kid was one of it. And then Eternally uh, Barefoot. Yeah, sorry. That's what the word foot was coming out. Uh, yeah, these Eternally are the three barefoot, tracks. Yeah. Yeah, Baffi, see, 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 I'm just messing things up again and again. Uh, So these are the three songs which I kind of like in this whole album. But I have also noticed something compared to your first album and this particular album. uh, Hmm. There's a different change of tone. I mean, you sounded a little higher on your first album compared to this. Is there any specific reason to that? This time you seem to be going a little lower than usual. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um,
1: I guess as I age, I tend to get more bitter, oh. <laughs> so so with sound more low and low. Uh, when I started off performing, I, I mean, like like in the bedroom or at my college, I would just play and I try to imitate other bands like Artie Monkeys mm-hmm. or whatnot. So even vocally, I tried to imitate them, and I realized that okay. I couldn't reach uh, certain parts
0: of the song. I'm sorry, my battery. So, oh, okay. Okay. That explains. Uh, why the disconnection here and there? No worries about that. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, there we go now. Ah, you got it all right. Uh, this better double check, triple check. It yeah. happens, man. It usually happens all the time. But anyway, uh, while well, well, uh, Shahid sorts it out, uh, just remember, you can head on to Spotify and check out his entire album. Uh, the second album is called Faceless Name, and also he has the first album, a couple of singles in there. So you might want to check that out, right? Just go ahead and check it out while we get Shahid back on board uh, the podcast. And uh, in the meantime, also, please, please, while before Shahid kicks in... Uh, Please remember this, you have to subscribe, hit the subscribe button, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, it's very simple, just look for SLT with Nav, that's all you have to do, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, uh, and also Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just type something like that with Nav, and uh, please hit on the subscribe button and also follow button, That'll be, I'll appreciate that very, very much, uh, please do so. In the meantime, while we wait for Shahid, uh, uh, let's see I might have to trim this thing a little bit, but uh, then again, no problem at all. All right, looks like Shait is back again, so here we go. Shait, welcome back, man. Hey, hey. See, we, we spoke about it. Murphy's Law just kicks in on and off. When <laughs> you least expect it, uh, that happens, man. Yeah, uh, no man. problem at all. Nah, you got all charged up, your battery all charged up right now? It's charging. Okay, good, good, good. All right, where were we earlier? You're talking about uh, uh, back in college, listening to Arctic Monkeys yeah. and trying uh, to... <clears throat>
1: so my vocals the way I I used to sing was different I used to try to sing and imitate other artists uh, I remember I remember uh, the first song I ever learned on a guitar was uh, Kiss Me by Six Pounds on the Richer and I even tried to imitate how it sounded uh, oh. in the in the studio version I mean vocally yeah. because you know like being because at the start like you don't know what else to do I said but, but to borrow their chords to even borrow, <laughs> their, you know, to, borrow to borrow how they sing and yeah then i i moved on and fallout ball i think monkeys and the other and i realized that i couldn't reach certain notes um mm-hmm. and i thought it, it was because i was a bad singer i mean I, I still think i'm not um i'm not the best singer but then i realized that i should just try to sing in a vocal range that i'm comfortable with uh, right true. so during the first album i just um I I mean, I just started trying to find my sound uh, vocally. Mm-hmm. So you, I guess you can he, slightly hear me trying to go a bit low, trying to go uh, with that timbre. But okay. it wasn't fully captivated by myself uh, as well. But in the second album, now I realized that because this all the songs were created with that vocal range uh, altogether. So
0: I thought, why not, right? Like The okay. lower I can go, the better. Okay, the baritone, the feel of it. But yeah, What yeah. surprises me is choosing this particular genre, what made you go for this, this particular genre? Because I am pretty sure that uh, you might have uh, influence with a couple of other uh, younger, I would put it mm. younger kind of trend of uh, sounding bands. But uh, coming to your music, it's not exactly, uh, I wouldn't want to say it's not youthful. I mean, it's not a younger generation kind of music, but it has the older elements in it. So what made you pick this particular uh, sound or the genre for your music? Uh, I guess, you know, I was influenced by all,
1: all the other artists that I was listening to at the time. I listened to a lot of Richard Hawley. Uh, if you know, he is an amazing baritone ballad singer. Uh, okay. Then I listened to a lot of The National, um, also a bit of uh, Nick Cave. So, okay. like, I realized, yeah, I mean, I realized that Jumbo oh, is kind of fun to sing in that uh, vocal range. And, and I, I just make it work. I mean, it's not a on purpose that I try to sound different. It's just something that I was comfortable with, I guess.
0: Okay, okay. But uh, the thing is this, like, uh, if, uh, since you have performed all parts of a couple of places outside of Malaysia, but uh, when it comes to performing down here in Malaysia itself, the level of acceptance for your sound, your Mm. kind of music, how's that like so far for you? Because, you know, everybody's following the so-called certain trend and they're very comfortable with that so much. But then again, then you come in, which is you're breaking the, uh, how do I put it, the barriers, the boundaries of music, which I love, which I love. I thank you for that. So how was the acceptance so far for people who's listening to your music?
1: Hey, it's been great, man. Um, I mean, the most common thing I hear from people is that it sounds different. And I guess because I've been listening to the record uh, while producing it over and over again, I mean, I didn't realize that it sounded that much different. But the fact that, that um a lot of people think that it has a place on its own over here in malaysia i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm humbled by it yeah i feel i feel like i'm like i'm really excited
0: uh to see where and uh, how much further i can bring it nice nice because like i said earlier it's it's a fresh feel for the music side because you you hear uh, I I'm just going to paraphrase whatever Greenman quoted in one of the interviews we had with mm. him. It's like everybody's following the same trend of music. It's like you're going with the same sound, and then when you come in, it's so fresh all all together. It's like uh, you have the uniqueness. So when I've watched you perform live, which is another level altogether. So thank you, man. Uh, that's that's awesome. And uh, but of course, there's also another question of. Uh, in terms of your identity, uh, instead of using your name as Shahid, uh, as, a, as a solo artist, why did you choose the name Sounds of Kites? Because it sounds like you're part of a band kind of thingy. So why, why was that?
1: Um, well, the reason why I decided to go under a different name than my own is because I like the idea of hiding behind a mask. Okay. Like um, there's this thing in NBA, they call it the mask curse. Okay. Uh, whereby like some players, uh, they when like while playing, they injure their their nose, so they they break the nose or jaw, and then they put on a mask, uh, medic like a medical mask, right, for them to continue okay. play, and somehow right after they put it on, statistically they perform mm-hmm. better, oh, and really? yes, they do. Uh, it, it becomes like a curse. People like what their opponent when they see like there is a player with a mask on, they very be prepared mm-hmm. because they're oh. in for like a thrashing. It's true. It okay. happened to, like, LeBron James uh, and a few others. And, like, when I use Sounds of Kites on stage, it's as though that whatever happened to me in the past um, is forgotten. Right? Okay. I am there uh, like a totally different person. I, I mean, I get the chance to be a, a different person altogether. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah right, so that's cool, why man. I cool. decided
1: to go under a moniker. The, but the reason why Sounds of Kites... Per se, uh, it has a, a, like a long backstory. Um, please do, please do share it. with them. Oh, yeah. Sure, uh, I, I remember I, I must have been like 19 at the time. So I was down at the local park with a best friend of mine. And we were just hanging out, you know, like how boys do in their teens years. And came along this uncle, who's probably in his 50s or 60s, and he had like grandchildren around him. And in nice. his hands, he had kite, like a kite. He, was, he brought along a kite. And I looked around, this is a park in SS18 Jaya, whereby it's covered with tall trees all around. And then okay. I feel like, it occurred to me like, what is this uncle trying to do? Don't tell me he's trying to fly the kite. There's no wind. But lo and behold, it actually flew. And the moment it flew, the kids, they all made all sorts of noise. You know, like the, the, the sounds that kids make when they, they're excited about something, right? Yeah. And I just remember that memory very vividly. Um, right now, I remember it still And I remember at that point in time I wanted to coin that as something And I didn't know okay. what to call it So I just call it Sounds of Kites It's not about the kites per se. It's about the memory
0: Ah, mm. that's that's an interesting backstory Because I, I wanted to ask you this earlier When the first time we met It's like I thought, no, well, there's the right time and place for this So now I get it, Sounds of Kites mm. so Gotta thank that uncle for it la. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Have, you, have <laughs> we bumped into him? <laughs>
1: have you moved up from that area uh probably 10 years ago Okay. Uh, now i live in aradamasara so i but I,
0: I was just there uh two weeks ago and i did not see him around ah, she goes yeah. say thank you very much and i'm not going to pay you royalty for anything <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did pay homage to him in my first album so <laughs> oh oh that's nice yeah yeah and nice the the thank you bit, yeah Okay, cool, man. But uh, let's uh, speaking of albums. Uh, second, second album, uh, faceless name. Uh, let's before yeah. we break down into the tracks of uh, in this album. Uh, let's talk about uh, the title itself, faceless name. Uh, kind of nice, cool, pretty cover. You just covered your mm. eyes, and uh, you just had a nice shot taken. A bit of country feel over there. So, why the name faceless name? Oh, it's actually a song. Uh, it's one. Of, I think it's track number six in the album. Yeah.
1: And okay, like. Yeah, I've had that song for years, and I remember that telling myself that hey, if if ever I have the chance to make a second album, I'm gonna call it Faceless Name, because uh, uh, I, like the the term faceless Name is about it's about me not being important. important. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'll, I'll be walking about, and like people know that I'm there, but they don't know uh, that I exist. You know, like they can sense the a presence, but 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 it's not important i'm not important around them so that sense of not
0: being important cool i I think i could relate hmm. to that because uh in my past career being in the radio as a radio jock uh, it's always about the voice. No one sees the face, so you can just be anywhere and do whatever you want. No one cares. <laughs> and even when you do voiceovers, it's just the voice and no face behind that. So right. until <laughs> until lately with all these cameras and YouTubes and so on, but uh, I kind of like, I know what you mean. It's, sometimes it's just nice. You just put in your words, put in your sounds out there, but don't give the visuals. That's that's yeah. a kind of nice thing. And uh, speaking of visuals, you also have a music video for this particular track, uh, we're going to break it down a little bit for some of the songs. I can't go through in the entire album, so let's start it off with "Epo" and "Infinity." This caught my attention because the word "Epo" there, my hometown. So I just want to know why why "Epo" slash "Infinity."
1: Oh, that song was kind of fun to make. Uh, it was actually just "Infinity" at the start, okay. and then uh, because like one of my favorite pastime is that I like to uh, record sounds. I would go around and just have my my phone recorder on and i just record whatever that i captured so i'm i was in Ipoh, i think probably in 2018 uh, Mm. with uh, my then girlfriend now wife and her family and we were walking through the streets and i recorded uh, a few lines and that part whereby there was an auntie selling Jindo and it went over and over and over again and i thought it matched very well with the song infinity uh, and the meaning behind it so i thought Uh why not just match it up
0: Okay, yeah. so there's nothing much about Epo like, it Was just the sounds of Epo uh, that caught the attention. Because I was wondering, I was looking at the music video you had over there. I was like, okay, this one, how are you connected with Epo altogether? It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, i was just, I was listening to the whole songs. Like, when does the Epo part come in with this particular song? Right, right. But right. that's that particular song. What was it all about? Because um, judging on the music video, it was about a guy who's uh, uh, primarily robbed who just was high and robbing mm, people. Mm. And so, just please elaborate a little bit about the song.
1: So, uh, Infinity uh, is that, that part whereby, I mean, it, like it was actually, it happened to me whereby I felt like everything that I do became repetitive. Okay. Uh, it could It could be like writing music, it could be like going to work 9 to 5, it could be like coming home, doing the same thing, yada yada. And it was like, I was stuck in a loop. And it became very detrimental that I couldn't okay. see myself living the next week. You know, because oh. it was the same thing over and over again. There's nothing to look forward to. It's so monotonous all the way. Yes, exactly. So, um, when we were making the music video, uh, the, the director is Donny Irwan. Uh, he's from Indonesia as well. Great, great director. So, like, uh, we were talking about the concept and the idea of the music. Um, and I wanted the music video to match the meaning of the song. And I feel like he, he managed to bring it out really, really well. I never met the guy, but we just dealt via uh, phone, but it was oh. a great experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wait, you never haven't met, met the guy and he shot never. the whole thing. So he shot the thing and this passed it over to you. Yes, exactly.
1: Like all we did was like, we, we like uh, back and forth ideas.
0: Like, okay. uh,
1: we, we had like uh, a storyboard, like, Hey, should we do it like this? Uh, should we try to have the guy
0: do this? Yeah, you are a very unique individual, man. For the first time, I'm hearing that you haven't met the director. <laughs> you just shot the video. Oh man, okay, this this is a plus point for the video. So please do check it out. I'll post that in the um, in uh, the links on the webpage. You can check it out for yourself. And now let's g- get onto the fool inside the light. Uh, this song is also another uh, song that gives that connection emotionally. So what's this about? Mm, uh
1: so the full side of light um you know how sometimes you read about people who think that they know best uh they know mm-hmm. that i mean they feel like they are better than you okay uh yeah when I mean, so uh i think this the idea came about because of, uh, i had like a bad memory when I was in college there's this one lecturer uh who like uh who got angry at my friends uh, for mm-hmm. doing stupid things and it occurred to me like, like why is he the authority right, right? Okay. like like he he's not god per se um so the, the fool inside the light here is not about that lecture per se but it's about the, uh the kind of people who think they're ultra-crepidarian uh, who think they know better than everyone else who think they are experts in things and it's just not right. I mean, like, they are they are just fools in the end.
0: Who say. made you king? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, who died yeah exactly. King, right? Exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, I could imagine that, man. And uh, the songs like you were talking about, some of it, like, if I really paid attention to some of the tracks, it kind of portrays, you do have a little uh, rebellious feel in you in terms of your music also. It's like, uh, it, as much as it sounds subtle, it sounds a bit more, Uh, Relax and the 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 Hmm. tracks that has been released. I kind of sense a bit of rebel in these songs that you produce. Are you? Is it? Am I right to to say that? Are you a bit? uh, You're a rebellious person, and you just express it through your songs. Is that is that how it is? I guess. uh, I I guess you can call me an uh,
1: like like an inner rebellious person. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person who will like go anarchy, anarchy and like go burn <laughs> okay. things up, right? But yeah. I, have, I guess I, being a musician, we have the chance to express through our craft, right? Yeah. And like, I would like to think that certain parts, certain songs will represent certain mm-hmm. emotion that I just want to bring it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that explains it. Because I was listening to it. I know some of it sounds like a ballad. But when you pay close attention to the details of that particular song, and I was trying to look for the lyrics for the songs, I couldn't really find most of it. Mm. Uh, that's how I felt. That's how I sensed for that particular song. And, uh, well, I must say, it is is—it is interesting. Like I, I, I mean, I, I know it sound like a fanboy going on and on and on from the very start of this conversation itself. But uh, then again, that's what I've been telling all the people that i met. Hey, have you checked out this guy? Have you checked out his music? please go ahead because I'm also uh, curious to know that have you considered and to a certain extent have an idea of getting your song into a different uh, style of music because your tone, I don't know whether you recall this thing, uh, uh, people like David Guetta, uh, many years ago, it sounds like mm. JXL, Elvis Presley, They did a, there was a song Little Less Conversation on a remix kind of thing. Has uh, anyone ever approached you or has that idea ever come out that hey dude, can you come up and put your vocals on a dance track or maybe you yourself plan to do those kind of things? Have you ever considered that before? Oh, because never. Because you have then. that sound. that The sound, it's unique to, I mean, you can just blend it into any, any sort of genre. You can go into hip hop, dance music and so on. Have you ever thought about it in any way at any point of time?
1: I mean, like the most bizarre genre that I can think of right now is probably R&B. <laughs> that's okay. that's very bizarre to me we'll say. yeah I, um it'll <laughs> be <because>, bizarre okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean bizarre because it's not it will be like outside of my comfort zone okay if you talk to me about ballads then i i can probably you know try to slit in um but yeah no not really not really like the other end of the spectrum i would say but it'll be interesting maybe like you know maybe down the road right, when i get sick of playing a guitar you know like how some musicians do,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I probably go with all electronica. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. My my bad, my bad. No, because I mean, it, it, I know it sounds like a ridiculous question. In the sense of hey, why are you asking this guy this? Because, like I said earlier, that the tone that you have, the tone that you carry, is very unique. It's like you can take you can take things to the next level. You can go heavier. Uh, maybe different high beat. That's, that's one of the reasons why I asked because I know somebody's going to go out there just go on rambling on the internet or whatever. Why are you asking these kind of questions and all? Because the potential of your sound is, uh, I don't know, is limitless, is boundless. That's how I like to look at it. But uh, anyway, uh, talking about songs, you had your songs and of course, two years, uh, pretty much everybody was kind of locked in. Everybody's doing things mm. online. Um and now the good news is everybody's back in show. I know you're supposed to have a show in uh recently, which was cancelled if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, it was got cancelled. Yeah, because uh some of the crew members uh, contracted COVID the day before. Uh ah, so they okay. had to like last minute cancel it. Uh, but then I'm good I'm happy to say that it's back on. I'll be back on that stage at Malikaraya on the fourth
0: of August. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, that'll be Thursday, yeah. Next Thursday. I think I'll be hitting on, uh, on the 28th. Uh, we'll be dropping by for a second. I uh, would we'll love to catch you in that part. And mm. uh, since your album's out, are you having plans of doing a tour of things, uh, traveling around and uh, you know sharing your music with uh, not only your friends from Malaysia, but other parts of uh, the, the region? Yeah. I mean, um,
1: yeah, I'm in talks with a uh, couple of my friends that I went on tour with in 2018. Uh, we call ourselves uh, Salad Focus. Okay. Because you know, salam Melaka and everything, you know, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, so these guys, uh, Asmil, you know, Bayangan, and uh, the, this guy he goes by, you know, hello, he's from Singapore, okay, yeah, so that uh, nothing set in stone yet, nothing uh, finite yet, but um, the plan is hitting a few cities in Malaysia, Peninsula, uh, okay. hitting Singapore, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Indonesia is also in the works, um, but you know. We're still trying to move around with our schedules so that we can all travel together. Nice, nice. But yeah, I mean, like, like I feel like a proper album, like a full-length album, I wouldn't be pleased if I don't tour and promote it. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it, I mean, you've got to spread the word, man. Yeah. You've got to spread the word about this particular album that's out down there. And have you actually submitted to uh, um, any radios or any of the parts of different parts of the world, uh, your particular oh. music? Uh, not yet i was inclined to try
1: uh, kexp you know like how okay. all the other independent musicians dream right and yeah. then like i stumbled upon this page on kexp i can't remember the name of the writer but he was explaining uh what you should do and should not do when submitting music to a radio station so okay. like he was giving like it was a very lengthy article piece but it was very like insightful because like this sort of things uh, especially because being in the folk scene i only have a few people that i can uh, refer to uh-huh. um so like i have to learn all these things on the go so whatever that that article piece mentioned, like it was really really insightful for me and you know like i haven't had the nerve to submit them yet but you know like maybe one day i wake up and have the epiphany moment and, yes i'll do it today <laughs> no,
0: come on, do it, man, do it, don't wait for tomorrow, man, uh, forget about tomorrow, do it today, because like I said, it's, when it's when it's good, you share it as with as many people as possible, because I was still puzzled, because I was looking through all the media, and usually once in a while I do some research, and I was wondering why isn't this guy's track in other parts of the world, because uh, let's face it, okay, I'm just going to be very honest down here, uh, like we said earlier, the genre lays here, you know, you're so saturated with this pop culture a bit of mm. extreme rock and all so your genre i don't know whether how many will appreciate it they, they of course they are a group big group of it but then again it should be taken to the next level it should be shared with other parts of the world it's amazing man that's that's what i was hoping that maybe i would see your name in the charts in different side of the world for i don't know whether u.s australia whichever mm. countries applicable so i hope you do it soon don't wait for tomorrow man I know the guidelines. How to submit songs to radio, but then again, being a person from the radio, fuck it, man. Just send it out there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> just send the thing out there, man. I will do that problem.
1: right after this.
0: Yes, please do, man. Please do. I don't. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm usually not like this. I don't have that fanboy thing going on. But today, I'm uh, pretty excited because I, I just love this whole thing that's been happening right now. And of course, I look forward for your uh, shows and uh, upcoming tracks. But, uh, you speaking of upcoming tracks, are you uh, already having things written down for your next work, for your next album? I know it's too soon, I know it's too soon, but someone like you who likes to write songs, have you had things written down so far? Yeah, I mean,
1: actually, to be frank with you, during the the two years of COVID, I actually Uh took up a songwriting class with Ami Jahari. Okay. Yeah, so, so like, because I wanted to learn songwriting the proper way or at least uh-huh. a different way than what I've been used to. Um, so he focuses more on uh, writing from melody, which I've never done.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've always written from a guitar line first. So from a melody, and then it developed, and then it can actually become a song. And at first, it was a bit alien to me. But then after a while, after a few classes, then it became uh, quite, I wouldn't say seamless, but getting to a bit of... Um, getting more transparent on how to write it like mm-hmm. it came to a point whereby like uh, i had a 30 day challenge whereby i had to write a song a day of Whoa. different genres yeah different genres and even different themes so a yeah i mean day, so this what 30 songs 30 songs yes wow yeah that's so lot, like man. yeah but whether they are actually good and complete songs that's another matter where but, yeah. but that's the 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 main essence of the songs are there and there are some are still stuck in my head and i feel like i can actually develop them even more uh, to make a third sounds of guys album okay. um, other than that i also have some that didn't make the cut for faces name and i'm okay. just trying yeah i mean i i feel like i want to reframe them into another into another beast on his own so that it can mm. fit a, a third album
0: nice man nice but uh how would your sound be? I mean, in terms of vocals, like you said earlier, from high pitch, you, the older you get, the lower you go. So now we're yeah. moving on to the third album. Is it going to go lower? And since you're talking about melody, are you going to take it higher again? Which one are you looking at here? Oh, uh I will leave that as a surprise, I suppose. Uh, I mean, like, I haven't oh started man. recording. <laughs> oh, man. Because you see, like I said earlier, but you, you listen to this, it's like you you just want more. It's like never enough. So I'm always curious. Uh, vocals, especially vocals. So I'm just, just puzzled, man. How is it going to be next? But there is a difference in terms of your album and your live performance also, right? You you don't really sound that that low when you do it live. Is it true? Um, I don't completely...
1: Because it wasn't that as, uh,
0: I don't know, because from the last time I saw you perform live, maybe some of these songs weren't as sung during that particular Mm. time, but it wasn't as low as it is for this particular album. Did it on purpose or what? When you recorded this? Uh, I mean, when I perform
1: live, I do try to sing it as close uh, as it does in the album. Okay. Yeah, but but then again, you know, like when you perform live, a lot of things goes through the head, and like I don't put emphasis on vocals completely, you know. Okay. okay. Like I suppose in the studio, whereby like, like you have a lot of time, to like okay. like I, I told my my engineer Shariman like yeah hey, let's do it Celine Dion style, which is like ah. one take. <laughs> ah, <laughs> never okay. happened
0: Yeah. Never happened You yeah. <laughs> never know. Maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. Maybe. It's the like next you know, one. One. yeah. You know, it's what funny about this particular podcast uh, recording today uh in my usual days when i do recordings or when I invite guests i do a lot of research and you know just find out a lot of background things before i invite a guest but this particular show for some reason i thought to myself that no i am not going to do it i'm not going to do any research of this guy i just want to have chats with him i just want to know what's on his head right now and just go on and on and today surprisingly i'm just like stuck in the sense that Starstruck, to be more precise. So, so mm. I'm just running out of, I'm not saying I'm running out of questions. It's just I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to ask you the right questions for the entire <laughs> podcast right now, man. Because there's so many things in my head to know about you in terms of uh, your background, I mean, like your your interest in music, the type of instruments you play. I see uh, there's a keyboard at the back there. Mm. Uh, I know there's a whole lot of guitars. And is that a do or was it a sh- there's a oh. lot of pipe at the oh. corner of the wall. Oh, no. no, no. Oh. There's just like a piece of foam. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was like a full studio going on down there. So, but but do you play all the instruments that I see back there? I mean, like the, the pianos or whatever you have. There's I mean, a lot I, of things tried, hanging in your wall yeah. also, man. Yeah, those are just cables. I mean, I, oh. I try to fiddle around with
1: all the instruments. Guitar are uh, usually my go-to instrument. I got this. I got a banjo that uh. you know, is, like I've, I've, I, have, I have fun playing with. Um, I have a lap steel guitar at the back that I want to try right. incorporating into an album.
0: Oh, well, That's a lot. Yeah. Ba- okay, the banjo, are you planning to do that also? Into the album? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I did make a song
1: uh, using a banjo, but I didn't make the cut because it just sounded completely different from the other songs in the album. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so should, maybe man. for you a third one, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe like, I'll make
0: like, a, a full album all in Barcelona. Malaysia. All okay. with a banjo, but the thing is this: okay, we're talking about all these instruments. When you come, when it comes to uh, writing the song, have you ever thought of having other instruments? I mean, other people play music on your track because currently it's just guitars only, right? Mm, mm, um, so, have you ever thought about that?
1: Uh, I mean, it's always a battle whether I should have other people. Uh, I should have other people play the other instruments for Uh my songs or should i just try to be uh a one-man band as much as i can yeah i mean i like the idea that i get to control every sound that comes out okay so yeah even on stage i try to make do uh with the limitations that i have and i try to try to make do whatever i can so okay yeah so like you know being you only have two hands i got i can play the guitar I have a mouth I can sing or I can play the harmonica. I got it. I got two legs. I can either like switch on my pedals or I can like kick a drum or something like that. So, okay. so far, that's how my imagination goes. But, you know, like, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely against the idea of having other band, uh, band okay. members to play my songs. Uh, probably that, that should be where I should be heading in terms of uh, how big of a sound I want to go. Like, if ever I, I go ballad, like, I, I can't be singing ballads on my own, right? It has okay. to be, like, a full band. I I, I would need strings, at least.
0: Yeah. yeah, cool, cool. That's nice, man. It's a nice note. Because, like, it's... It's... it's. I don't know. It's just, like... I, I For me, it's, like, the potential of your sound. Uh, like I said in the earlier part of this conversation, is like, limitless, man. It's, like, endless. Mm. I can just imagine watching you on a stage with thousands of people in front of you doing wonders, and the sound, the excitement that, uh, I don't know, man, I'm just, I just, I'm too excited. Today's the day, never s- this happened before, I've recorded tons of episodes and uh, this has never happened, including my camera, I don't know why it's just going off <laughs> on and off, it's like, ah, oh, man, it's just one of those days, like, just, I don't know, <laughs> let me try to get I mean, it out again. I don't know, today it right. seems to be like, everything seems to be going a bit haywire for both of us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, because today we had that blackout around Clank Valley, you know I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, it's, I don't know. Is this messing up my system? Uh, let me see. This is embarrassing, man. Okay. There yeah, you know. it's sorry. Yeah. Okay, good. last was get our face look like shit. doesn't matter at all. But anyway. <laughs> That's good uh, to anyway. hear. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, man. A lot of editing involved in that. A lot of makeup, too. Uh, johnson and johnson baby powder and uh, you know. <laughs> but anyway uh, then again for the listeners who's tuned into this podcast uh please do make sure you check out the album it's available on uh, spotify i'm going to put the link in the web page and also is there you have a couple of music videos out there and uh you also i guess uh, another thing before i forget you're also very active in online performances you did some uh, myspace mm. jam or something like that recently right uh virtual space jam yeah v- virtual space jam my yes. space Plus. virtual space jam you have yes. that are you are you still going with the online shows i mean like i guess online is vintage now mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like because now like, you can actually perform physical right so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like uh when the organizer of virtual space jam shakir he mm-hmm. approached me in, uh, let's try to do it uh, online then i asked him why don't we do it physical because then he told me why because by doing it online i get we get to actually see performances from people from all around the world which makes sense which is true yeah yeah so on that particular night uh most of the musicians were from sabah and sarawak so i thought okay. I've, I've never heard of them and i'm i was so glad that i was there
0: great great artists. it's it's a good thing it's like doing things online you bring the world closer yeah. like even for this particular podcast when I did it I was intending to have it for Malaysian audiences only then I discovered mm. I have more people outside of Malaysia than inside of Malaysia yeah so, that's so good that's, man yes, that's, that's one thing nice about it you get to share your music to different parts of the world on that side so are you active are you going to do more of the online shows while doing uh, your physical shows
1: I mean as and when it, the offer comes then why not right uh, but I would say I, I would prefer to perform it physical because mm-hmm. being on a live stage is a completely different feeling, uh, than being okay. online, right? Because I like to run around. Like ah, like okay, okay. being on a stage, yeah. I mean like I feel like sometimes like
0: the stage is too small for
1: me. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I I miss this, man, because our AEW <laughs> session used used to put at one particular place and yeah. you didn't hardly yeah, move. Because it so. was
1: like very confined. I couldn't uh-huh. move, man. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, okay. See, we learned something new today about Shahid. Uh, Sounds of Kites. I got to <laughs> see that. I got to see that. You're going to be performing what, on what day again, you said? In particular, uh, right? The 4th of, uh, of August. 4th of August, sorry. 4th of August. Yes. Okay, I'm going to check that out there. Anyways, uh, it's about time for us to wrap things up. And before I wrap things up again, uh, please remember, head on to Shahid's page. Uh, he's on Instagram. That's right, Sounds of Kites. All right, Sounds of Kites Instagram. He's on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? I'm not that active, uh, but I do have a website, com. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I mean, all links, all lyrics are all there. Okay, Um oh. Yeah, I'm starting to get back in the Twitter game. I've been lost for so long. I still
0: couldn't. I have no idea, <laughs> man. There's too many of it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Like uh, TikTok, I tried. I just couldn't, man. I just couldn't.
0: I uh... get <laughs> I have no idea what to post there. I don't know where, how do people do it, man. It's like you have, you know, some guys are so active. They have that so, they, they go to the extent of hiring a social media manager just to mm, manage all mm. this stuff. It's like, I just can't. For me, it's Facebook or Instagram if I'm lucky. And then TikTok, Twitter, forget it. It's never worked <laughs> out well for me. LinkedIn, I don't know. That's, that's I don't know, I'm just frozen over there. Are you? I guess, are you, are you, I, I guess mm. sorry. Sorry, sorry, you're saying, you're saying, sorry, you saying. I mean, like uh,
1: with social media, I always think that it depends on how you perceive uh, the importance of it. Like for me, uh, Instagram will be good because I can post all my, my music stuff, my my photos and everything, right? But for those people who rely uh, and are influencers, they need to make sure that whatever they produce are of top-notch quality, right? So yeah. in that sense, they, are, they also have to make sure that the production itself is top-notch and the people that they bring about has to be top-notch. So, hence managers, hence a lot of time they have to take uh, in consideration
0: before and after. But on a personal level, uh, apart from Sounds of Kites, are you active on social media as yourself? Mm, uh,
1: No, not really. Not really. I mean, like, um, I used to post uh, photos that I take. I mean, I'm also like... uh, my hobby is also to be like a amateur photographer. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you have uh, the album uh, Face's name, you open it up, you see it's like full of pictures, and I took all those pictures except for the front cover and another one that was on the timer. So, over the years, wherever I go, I have my trusty Sony A six thousand, and I would just go around and I try to uh, capture anything that I can. Another thing that I like to do is also like if I ever go down to see a gig and I feel like in Malaysia, like being a musician myself, whenever I'm on stage, right, because I have to focus on performing itself yeah. and you have to rely on the audience to capture uh, whatever you perform and there is no proper uh, proper visual that is captured most of the time. It's usually like a 15 second snippets and whatnot. So what I try to do is, this is my way of giving back to the the music community. Is whichever gig I go to, I bring my camera. I will record the video, uh, like a bootleg style video, like from the audience okay. top of type of type of view. And I will just pass it on back to the musicians. That, like you can do
0: whatever you want. Nice because that's the- yeah. I think that's how it should be man because uh, like you like I said earlier the quality of photographs are not exactly to the expectation these days everybody's just mm. relying on their handphones which not with bad lightings and so on and three quarters of the photos you see is like somebody doing a selfie you know with a man. <laughs> bad yeah. sound quality so that I mean, with that, the hand should... what was that what was the thing with the hand a <laughs> gimbal or whatever you call that, that thing <laughs> It's like, dude, come on, man. You got to have top-notch photographs. I mean, there used to be, uh, I mean, online magazines with uh, proper photographers. Now Mm. everybody's like relying on the band to pass them the photos. It's like, nah, man. It's like, I I wish I could because the last online magazine I was running, I had to make sure I Mm. get the right photographers to capture the whole thing on and all. You were right, man. You should have more people doing that. We're lacking of proper photographs. Yes. I feel sorry for the bands. I really feel sorry for the bands. It's like they can't, you can't expect the band to hire a photographer to come and uh, shoot all their the shows, same, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. It's not like you're getting paid like big bucks for each show, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so let's wrap things up. Sorry, I've been dragging this whole conversation for a long time. Uh, remember, follow him on uh, sounds uh, soundsofkites.com. That's his webpage page over there. He's on social media. Look for Sounds of Kites. And uh, also, 4th of August, you can check him out at Madeka Raya. He'll be performing over there. Uh, tickets are free.
1: Yes, uh, they are free, but tips are expected, I guess. Uh.
0: Yes, please do tip. Don't be a cheapskate. Just go there, watch shows, just pay for it, man. <laughs> okay, that's the most important thing to do. Anyway, Shine, thank you so much, man. It's a great it's been a great pleasure chatting with you. Uh, the great uh congratulations on the album. It's a great thank album. You, man. Name. Please do check it out. Available on all streaming platforms, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna put the link on the webpage. You can check it out for yourself. And uh well, I hope to see you again uh fourth of August. I'll definitely try to be there, man. I'll try I'll definitely. All try right, to, man. I- hope to catch you there. Yes, please, yes, please. So once again, thank you very much. Have a great day ahead and uh, rock and roll, man.